You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. The swing and a high fly ball, deep left center field. Fletcher is back. He's at the wall. It's a grand slam for Ryan Noda. It's the A's first of 2023, and he has tied the game at eight. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. Well, that was a tough one, but give us a call. The number is 833-625-2278. Welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt and Cody Elias here. The A's lose this one 6-1 to against the Cleveland Guardians. Their feel-good seven-game win streak followed by an ongoing eight-game losing streak. Really tough to see, but we'll take it over to Johnny Dosco over at Progressive Field. J.P. Sears made one pitch, Johnny, to, for, to Josh Bell, but you know, sending it over the fence and those eight strikeouts in seven innings, four hits and a walk, tough once you dip into the bullpen. But what did you like out of J.P. Sears today, Johnny? Oh, Jess, he looks so good today. And he's, he's looked so good the whole year. He's been the most consistent starter, as we know, but just the way he changed speeds, just kept a, a good lineup for the Guardians off balance the whole day, and he got the strikeouts. He got, he got the just changeup was working. It seemed like his sweeper was working well. His fastball was on. I don't know. He's been so good, and the fact it's just a crime that he has just won uh, has won victory this year for, for as well as he has pitched. And another game. I mean, seven innings, two runs. You got to win that game, and uh, the A's just couldn't get the offense going today against a, a, Lo, a Logan Allen who really wasn't wasn't right he's been he's been off his last three games and the A's just couldn't take advantage of it and uh getting that bullpen at Cleveland it's awfully tough to to come back when you're facing that bullpen Johnny one bat that the A's need to get going aside from Brent Rooker who's been struggling his last 33 games is Shea Lingaliers in June this is including today he's hitting 161 he's hitting 199 now in the season we know what he does behind the plate throwing runners out uh, trying to steal, but how do the A's get his bat going? Because he's a big part of the A's offense going forward. He really is. That's a great point, Cody, and he has struggled. And I think, you know, look, you, you ask a lot of a guy in his first full year in the big leagues when you're trying to handle a pitching staff and the pitching staff has pitched well. I mean, you know, you look at what he's done with the pitching staff, but, yeah, you, you obviously want that uh, want the offense to get going as well with him. So he's struggled. You know, he really has. And I think he's going to get it going. One thing that Alex mentioned on the broadcast and uh, Tommy Everidge has talked about it, Chris Crone has talked about it, the fact that he's starting to go the other way a little bit more. And once he does that, then you know he's in in his good good rhythm at the plate. So, yeah, there's no question they need that bat to get going. But uh, it is tough. Your first year trying to handle the pitching staff, the psychology of dealing with all the pitchers, and your first year trying to handle all the pitching that's coming at you um, on the opposing side, it, it's challenging, no question. And Langoliers has struggled at the plate. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and Johnny, before I let you go, Yaxel Rios gets his A's debut today and really his first MLB outing since 2021. Struggled just so hard. What happened there for him? Yeah, you know, look, it's 
it's really tough, and you know, perhaps nerves, perhaps trying to impress his teammates, perhaps trying to do too much. I mean, you saw this stuff, and we saw 96 uh, with his sinker, 97 with his four seamer. We saw a really good slider, but he was all over the place. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a tough outing for the for the guy, and you know, I, I think he maybe was trying too hard, adrenaline going too much. I was really surprised they brought him into a 2-1 game in that situation mm-hmm. where you need to get a win. Uh, but you know, look, they needed they they. They needed it because they've used a lot of bullpen arms, and you have Toronto coming up as well. So I, you know, it just—it's too bad. And obviously, he's better than he showed, but that—that that was a tough debut for sure, Jess. And you kind of mentioned on the broadcast, and just now, it did seem like you guys saw signs of what the ace front office did see from him in AAA. Oh, no question. I mean, he's—he's he's got a great arm. I mean, I—I I, I had read about his arm. Uh, from some different people, and it, but but it just it just you could tell from the from the get go, Jess, he just could not command it, and I, I was surprised they kept him in that long because it just mm-hmm. I guess it was his inning that they just didn't want to use anybody else. It was his inning, no matter how many runs he allowed, he was going to be in there. But yeah, it was really painful to watch that Jess with all the walks and the wild pitches. Uh, but there's no question the stuff is there, and I just wish he would have mm-hmm. been brought into kind of a non high leverage situation at first, like maybe in a in a five or six run game. Uh, Although the A's have played so many close games lately, maybe they just didn't have an option on that. Yeah, definitely. All right, Johnny, thanks for your time. And have a safe trip up north, and we'll talk thanks. to you soon. Thanks, Jess. You guys have a great show, okay? Thanks. Thanks. That was Johnny Dosco. Coming up, Cody and I will take your calls, 833-625-2278. Townie will join us later on, and we'll hear from manager Mark Kotze as we go over that really tough 6-1 to loss to the Guardians as the A's clubhouse show continues. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good. But it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment. Plus, a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com. CinnabarHills.com. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Axel Rios from 30 pitches, just 11 strikes. There's a 3-2 offering from the right-hander. Misses outside. He's walked in another run, and that'll probably be all for the right-hander. So Ramirez walks into scores. Gallagher going to third base. Quan going to second base. Rosario. And it's now 5-1 Cleveland. So a three-run eighth inning. A day to forget for this right-hander. And here is Josh Naylor. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. Give us a call, 833-625-2278. Jessica Kleinschmidt along with Cody Elias. And we heard on the highlights presented by Corona, Cody, it's just a really tough day for Rios, you know, getting his A's debut, really his first taste of the bigs in a couple of seasons, already looking at this bullpen that was doing okay for a little bit and then struggled once again. Rios just kind of adding to a bullpen struggles. Not good news for the A's today. 
Yeah, I have the I have the numbers. I over the last fourteen games, the A's bullpen. This is not including today. I haven't gone back to do the old calculation, although I probably could quickly. Over the last fourteen, they're three and four with a two six nine ERA, and that's pretty solid. It was the fourth best in baseball and second lowest in the American League over that span. But then you see what Rios does in his A's debut, and it made me think of another debut we saw earlier this year. But he goes an inning, allows four earned runs, walks four, throws two wild pitches, throws forty four pitches, only twenty go for strikes. It made me think of Hogan Harris's debut. We know how good he's been since his debut. But in that game, he won, what, it was in a third of an inning, six runs, five walks, a wild pitch, 39 pitches, only 14 for strikes. So hopefully Rios can grow from this. And, you know, he, I mean, he's he's in his – is he 30 yet or he's late 20, 29 or 30? Hasn't pitched since 2021 in the big leagues. But you see the fastball. It's a live fastball. He was pumping up around 97 miles an hour. It's just the command wasn't there for him, and hopefully you can see him bounce back just like Hogan Harris did. Different situation because Harris was a starting pitcher, but hopefully you can see Rios bounce back. The only thing, the only gripe I had aside from what happened in the actual inning is I thought there could have been a softer landing spot for him to make his debut in a high leverage two run, two one game. I didn't think that was the right situation to maybe put him in, but who knows if other guys like Lucas Ersig and, and um, Sam Mull and other guys in the bullpen were unavailable to pitch today. Yeah, maybe we'll get some more clarity on that from Kotze later. Rios does turn 30 on the 27th, so you're almost there. But, yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. I'm sure we'll get more clarification in a little bit, but dipping into the bullpen for a guy who literally hasn't had any exposure is one thing, or any exposure in a couple of seasons is is one thing. I guess we don't know the health of the bullpen right now, if they're tired, but what would, what would the other options be? I guess we won't know for a little bit, though, as far as if any of the bullpen guys were warm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who, I mean, who do we have left? Really, you have Fuji, you have a Trevor May. You maybe you're saving May for the ninth inning in case you take the lead in the eighth or ninth inning, which I, I can understand that. But I just think that there could have. I mean, I, what do I know? I'm I'm a guy that's talking into a microphone and telling people what I feel about how a game ended. But I feel like there there could have been a better landing spot for him in in a, in a game that was two one. Um, but we've seen it happen before when you don't have arms available to pitch and this, and that's, you know, it's a, it's kind of one of those, you know, let's see what you got kid, even though he's not a kid anymore. Uh, and it just didn't, he just didn't have it today. And we saw the fastball, like I said, and that's, that's good to see. But if we've guys were unavailable and which we'll find out hopefully from our in a bit, that's the reason. But I mean, after what JP Sears did today, going seven innings for the second straight game, um, you wanted to see him try to get a win. I mean, know it's, over his last eight, he's been unbelievable over his last eight starts, but it's just another tough outing for the A's, uh, the A's bullpen. What, but all that aside, when you only score one run and you have 20 hits over 72 innings during an eight-game losing streak, you, uh, you, you, it doesn't matter how bad you pitch, you have to score runs to win. I was going to bring that up too. I mean, as far as runners in scoring position, the numbers today weren't as bad as they have been in the past, but that's because there weren't a lot of there wasn't a lot of action to get some of those guys on base very quiet as far as the offensive production today. I liked what Diaz did able to hit Tony and Tony's definitely coming around again. Jonah had a good game, but the bats were very quiet today, Cody. Yeah. Three hits only for the A's. I mean, Logan Allen clearly didn't have it as the starter. You know how good Cleveland's bullpen is. They had the second best ERA in, in the American league behind only the, the Yankees. So, you know how good their bullpen is. It would have been interesting to see if the A's would have had a chance in the ninth down 2-1 against Class A because we've seen Class A give up the home run before. I mean, it was last year, but Jed Lowry kind of owned Class A, but 
Jed, obviously Jed's not on the team anymore, but it will be interesting to see him on three straight days pitching for the Guardians and if the A's are able to get to him. But, you know, when you're not scoring and guys like Brent Rooker over his last 33 games are hitting what is hitting 173 and we want kind of went into Shea Langoliers. And I mean, just in his last in his last 10 games, he's three for 34. That's a point eighty eight batting average with 11 strikeouts. It's just I don't know what's what's happening with him at the plate. Um, cause he's a guy you're looking at to be your leader. His batting average is now below 200 on the season. It's at 199 and he has a 623 OPS. So something, something's off there with him and hopefully they can get it going because there are guys, there are guys in the minor leagues like Soderstrom, like Kyle McCann who yeah. are hitting well and playing a lot of catcher. So not saying that they need to send Shea down, but hopefully he can figure it out. But I wouldn't, I'm, maybe a trip to AAA eventually wouldn't be a bad thing for him to kind of get his head right and get some confidence because everybody hits when they go to uh, AAA. I mean, Nick Allen's hit yeah. like Babe Ruth down there now. So it might be a good uh, uh, confidence boost for someone like Shea if, he, if he's not able to get out of this funk it's, um, in Toronto or the next homestand. Well, I mean, we talked about this previously, just his ability, what he's able to do behind the plate. How much of that can even out the lack of production as far as hitting goes? Yeah, I mean, we know how good he's been behind the plate with throwing out runners, trying to trying to steal. But if you dive deeper into like his defensive run saves and his defensive war and all that, if you're into the advanced numbers, like someone like someone like I am, just to look at, it, it's all they're all actually negative. So besides throwing runners out, it's been it hasn't been that great of a year defensively for Shea. And I know it's his first full year trying to learn and take on this this pitching staff that has pitched very well in the month of June and, you know, over their last 15 games, they've had one of the better ERAs in baseball, but it's just been a tough situation for him. We saw Carlos, Carlos Perez today, um, what he was able to do throwing guys out and, you know, you like what you see from him, but he's 30, he's 33 years old. So you're hoping one of these younger catchers can come up and, and be the guy in either McCann or I know everyone wants to see Soderstrom, but Fran Reardon said that he's still not seeing enough pitches and walking enough, but Hopefully we'll see that, but you want Shea to be the guy and, and break out of the slump, and you know hopefully he can get back on in a very hitter-friendly uh, Roger Center in Toronto. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Also, a fun pitching matchup. I believe it's James Caprillion and Chris Bassett coming up in Toronto. Now, Mark Hotsam, it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts not only to this game, but you know the guy does amazing at progressive field. He's Mr. Progressive. So I'm curious how he approached some of these hitters really tough loss today. And I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what he says. Hopefully somebody asked him about dipping in to the bullpen and bringing Rios up. Here's what Kotze had to say after the game. Um, another uh, offensively kind of tough to get things going today. Um, just how do you kind of view um, this series overall for you guys? Um, you know, obviously these three games, um, today, you know, JP threw a great game. Uh, again, this kid keeps, uh, continually going out there and improving, continuing to, to do things, uh, to help this team win on the mound. And he showed that today as seven innings, two runs, uh, you know, walked off the mound, um, you know, giving us a chance to, to still have an opportunity to win that game. Um, so from, from that standpoint, JP did a, did a great job today. Mark, you mentioned the other day just the kind of the hard luck. You get the line drive from Kemp that ends up turning into a double play in the seventh. It's just kind of going that way right now where it's. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a fundamental play too, though. I mean, base runner, you know, is overly aggressive and guys are trying really hard to, to make something happen. And, you know, you just got to let the game come to us. I mean, it's a line drive that you've got to be heading back to the base on. Um, so we get doubled up and it ends the inning. Um, so some of those mistakes are. 
you know, uh, for our club, you know, we have to, to get every out. We have to not give away outs on bases um, and play well to, uh, to compete against these teams. And uh, unfortunately, you know, today it showed its head a little bit. Uh, that's back-to-back outing for Sears. They would go seven. Um, just, what do you thought just overall, just kind of the growth he's shown this year and, and just consistently seems like he's going deep into games? Yeah, no, the, kid, the kid's mixing his pitches. Um, he's, he's learning his, you know, command. Uh, he's learning the fastball down and away, how it plays off the changeup. He's getting some ground ball outs early in counts. Um, these are all the things that we didn't see in April. Um, you know, in April he was more of a, uh, a ride-type fastball guy up in the zone. He was giving up homers. Uh, and, you know, he gave up one today on a, on a sweeping breaking ball. But overall, um, he's made the adjustment to the league, and uh, and he's you know thriving right now. What do you think the most important thing a manager can do for a team, you know, not in contention, middle of the season, to keep that uh, you know, consistency well, and that sort of thing? I think if you followed this club, um, you know, the the message has always been the same. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna fight every day. We come to the ballpark. Uh, it's a new opportunity to win. Uh, a game, which which is you know what we're here for, right? And uh, you know it's a group that you know when we started out in April, um, uh, we weren't a very good team. And uh, you know these last six, seven games. I mean today, obviously it unraveled in the ninth inning, or in the bottom of the eighth inning. But um, you know we've shown improvement, we've shown growth, um, which which is good signs. We're in games. Um, we've lost some one-run games, I think five consecutive one-run games up until today. So, um, you know, we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to play. And, you know, a lot of these young guys in this clubhouse are, are learning what the big leagues is about. I noticed the, uh, the message on the whiteboard today. Is that, do you put those up there or is that someone else? In there? Uh, I mean, everybody kind of contributes to that board. So there's thoughts that come out and uh, guys share them. And, you know, we're going to continue to work. We're going to continue to grind. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen some of the benefits uh, with our winning streak that we went through. Um, we know we can compete and we know we can win. I want to ride this positivity train before it expires, essentially, Cody. But JP really had a strong game and, you know, mixing pitches, getting those ground balls, um, getting those outs, making adjustments completely different from April, which is ultimately what you want out of not only a starter, but a young starter who's figuring things out. But you have no backup in a really strong outing like that. What could that do to the rest of the team's confidence? Or maybe actually what could that do to J.P. Sears' confidence? Well, I think you have to, if you're J.P., you have to take it this way as a major positive. Back-to-back seven-inning outings for him. His pitches were, he, no, it's a, it was a four-time this year. He's thrown over 100 pitches. He threw 106 today. He got 12 swings and misses. So he was he was full in hitters. It's that one sweeper to Josh Bell that, the one that, you know, the Bell, demolished out of the ballpark at progressive field. And then, you know, Miles Straw was so close to hitting his first home run. I think he's the only qualified position player in baseball that still doesn't have a home run because Ben Attendi finally hit one. So Straw was still looking for his first home run. But I think Sears was great. But I, I don't know if it really takes away from the confidence because, again, we didn't know what guys were available and whatnot. But if you're J.P. Sears, you got to take away, you know, a lot from that. And I have a question I put in my notes for today, and I'm going to ask you and I'll ask Tony. We keep talking about Estuary Ruiz and Ryan Noda and Brent Rooker and how great of a year they were having or what Rooker was doing up until recently. But J.P. Sears over his last eight, 46 innings, 42 strikeouts, nine walks. He has a lot eight home runs. He's got a lot 18 on the year, which is tied for third most in the league. And he has a 293 ERA over those last eight starts. Could J.P. Sears be the A's all-star? I don't hate that at all. And, you know, I remember when JP came over to the A's, obviously everybody was seeking Aaron Boone's 
comments about him asking about him and Aaron Boone was very honest saying they're kind of like bummed to lose a, lose out on a guy like that in that trade because he just spoke so highly of him so he obviously saw something before the A's acquired him which means obviously we saw something as far as the A's front office goes but the thing that I've loved about him is just how militant he is in his approach. He always knows what he needs to focus on and improve it. And he was on A's Total Access presented by Chevron not that long ago. And he was struggling with his, I don't want to say the word struggle. He was trying to bring the change up a little bit more into his arsenal because, and, and work on that pitch a little bit more and, you know, making some of those secondary pitches even out, of course, his fastballs. And he's obviously doing that and he's mixing up those pitches and the way that he's, approaching it is definitely all-star caliber and when you have people that are watching you and remember the Orioles broadcasters once came up to me and said this guy's really good so he's getting the national recognition that he deserves so that's definitely a positive when it pertains to all-star voting I love that I love the possibility of him going to the all-star game absolutely because like you said when you compare to who you were in April, we're talking overall, like we, just look at the Rays games, the way that the A's approached the A's this last series compared to April. And if you're only getting better, imagine how you're going to be in the next, you know, in, in the future. And the fact that JP gets better as innings go on the third, fourth time through the lineup. I love that. I was getting, I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little excited before the home run to Josh Bell, because he was like at 4.02 as ERA on the air. I'm like, we could finally have a starting pitcher with an ERA under four. And then the home run, and then the, the you know, obviously no half on the straw, it's triple. But Steers, I thought I thought it was a great outing for him. I mean, to, to do what he did, throwing 106 pitches. You mentioned his changeup. He threw it 12 times. I know he's trying to work that in more. One thing we need to ask Townie, because we didn't get a chance to watch A's postgame live on television on NBC Sports California, is Dave Stewart wants to get rid of the the sweeper. Mm-hmm. And that's something JP Sears relies on. I mean, threw it 15. I mean, only threw it 15 times today, but one of them was a home run. Dave Stewart wants to get rid of it. And I think Townie's on board with it. And I think so is Dallas is what Dallas is mentioning on the broadcast. So maybe that's something we have to ask Townie about with the sweeper. Cause it is just like a slider or a slurve. Wait, they're the, on board with him getting rid of it. Like, or... Well, not him, like just the sweeper overall. I think they're over oh, okay. the, the talk about the sweeper, but yeah, I think JP's the whole thing with JP Sears is the all-star. Cause you, I feel like teams, you know, when you're not a team in contention and, Every team has to have an all-star. I feel like taking a pitcher is a lot easier than taking a uh, position player unless that guy's having a great year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ruiz, what he's doing still in bases is great, and runners in scoring position, he's hitting 406. But, I mean, the, I mean, as a leadoff hitter, you know, he's, he's hitting two, in the 260s. Ryan Nota is like eighth in baseball in strikeouts, so I don't know if you want to – he does walk a lot, but he does strike out a lot. People don't talk about how much he strikes out, too. He's got to get that figured out. And then Brent Rooker, over his last 33 games, is hitting like 173. So – I think J.P. Sears could be the guy, if he, especially if he pitches well his next couple starts, going into the All-Star break, which is just a few weeks away. I will say the, the thing that always gets to me is the All-Star voting process. That's what ultimately sucks for me. And I'm, I know fans need to be a part of it, but the fact that they take over and it's a popularity contest, I don't love that. Because at the end of the day, that's a baseball reference tip in your cap or a feather in your cap. And I think sometimes it can be a little exaggerated yeah i was gonna say the one thing to look at it not go too far into the all-star voting and all-star process but if you're someone like the place with the blue jays like whit merrifield when i last looked at the voting was like the starting second baseman because he has a whole country voting for him like the blue jays have all these guys they have a whole country voting for them where 
and the, and if you play in the United States, if you're one of the other 29 clubs that play in the United States, you're you're getting voted on by the guy, the team, you know, where you live, your geographical location, and you know, and players just who know who you're, people oh, who know who you are. So Canada I has. Used to have, I used to have my mom. Game. Yeah, I used to have my mom refresh my articles constantly just so I could have more reads on it. Like I know the I know how to work this system. Okay, you you just get a hashtag going and you're good to go. So that's that's something we should definitely ask Townie about as well. We're going to pause for station identification. A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. We still have a lot to talk about. Give us a call. The number is 833-625-2278 as the A's Clubhouse Show continues on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Cody Elias and I will go over the 6-1 to loss to the Cleveland Guardians. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless but sometimes fearful? A health nut with a French fry habit? An O-positive geologist named Patty? who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Join First United Credit Union as they root on the A's to victory. First United Credit Union believes in being a good neighbor and supporting our local teams and local community. And for a limited time, you can earn $100 when you open a free checking account and use it. Use promo code ATHLETICS when you apply. Learn more at firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics or stop by a local branch. Insured by NCUA. Hey, A's fans, you know that running your own business is a slugfest every day. That's why businesses have been counting on Mechanics Bank since 1905. From operating lines of credit to equipment and real estate loans, they can help build your lineup to meet today's challenges and prepare for tomorrow's opportunities. Stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com today. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. All loans subject to program eligibility and credit approval. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Swing and a miss. Got him on a high fastball. J.P. Sears on his game on this Thursday afternoon in Cleveland. He has struck out eight and ties a season high with seven innings. We go to the eighth. The A's looking for some offense. They trail the Guardians two to one. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. That was the great Alex Jensen on the call. Give us a call. The number is 833-625-2278 as the A's Clubhouse Show here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network continues. The A's lose this one 6-1 to one against the Cleveland Guardians. Boo, on top of it, an eight-game losing streak. Double boo, but a positive, Mr. J.P. Sears. But despite one pitch to Josh Bell for a home run, eight strikeouts in seven innings, four hits and a walk. This is what Sears had to say after the game. 
you kind of just um, evaluate that on you, I guess maybe the homework fail is something you don't want to do with the yeah. Just, yeah, I felt kind of, you know, I felt good about it, you know, um, fastball was really good today, and, um, yeah, the home run was just, you know, bad pitch to a good hitter, um, that, you know, that's a spot where he does a lot of damage, so, you know, this kind of is what it is, uh, you know, take it back if I could, but, um, and then, yeah, the one with straw was just, you know, it's kind of the same type thing, it's just a good, you know, good battle at, at bad, and, uh, kind of left the slider a little bit up, but, um, yeah, commanded my fastball really well today, and, um, you know, I don't think I shook but one or two times, so, you know, Carlos called a great game, so, um, yeah, pretty good day, but, you know, just, uh, do a little better holding when guys get on base. Um, up a number of home runs, take it, but when you're in the zone a lot. Is that something you kind of? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of like a I guess the kryptonite of being like that. Um, yeah, yeah, be a little better about picking and choosing when to you know be out the zone some. And um, you know, I know God's going to come up there being pretty aggressive for the most part. So um, yeah, just picking and choosing, maybe being a little bit more fine on certain counts. So. Um, yeah, the homer's kind of been the thing, but try and just, you know, keep up filling the zone and just, you know, get a little better when you get two strikes or, you know, those advantage counts for those hitters. Um, Cosmos, you just kind of the growth you've shown from maybe from just April to now. Where do you feel you've kind of just kind of improved um, maybe aspects from the beginning of the season to now? It's kind of yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. I think that, um, you know, I've always talked when I've talked to you all about, you know, our mechanics and stuff. I think that, that that's just getting a lot more consistent, and the more consistent I get, the more just, like, you know, the more the more confident I feel up there, to where I feel like I can just you know attack guys with all three pitches and um, you know command the zone. I feel like that's just a big part of becoming a good big league pitcher is you know just commanding all three pitches in the zone. And um, early on in spring training and in April, it just wasn't really doing that too much, and so you know, I feel like I've done a lot better job of that. From a preparation standpoint, performance, individual performance standpoint, how do you? Uh, do you have to do anything different given the team context and the standings to you know stay super locked in, motivated at this point in the season? Um, you know, being like a young rookie in the big leagues, like I don't need any more motivation than that. Um, obviously we're, you know, we're not playing good ball right now. Um, on the skid, but uh, you know, I, I don't really think about anything but what I can what I can control, and um, all I can control is you know keeping guys off base and trying to put up zeros every inning. So um, I think that that's. Something you'll ask if you ask about anybody. That's that's about all of our our thoughts when we're out there on the mound, and um, you know, I'm gonna try and keep doing that, and just try and keep you know, try and keep improving. Thanks, JP. Thanks. That was JP Sears after a really strong outing, and I do believe Chris Townsend joins us. Hey, Townie, Cody, and I were talking a little bit about Sears' outing, and just great stuff there. Continues to get better, and. Cody himself said, what about him as a possible A's all-star select? Yeah, I, I guess you could think of it that way. I, I, no offense, Cody. I think that's a huge stretch. Um, right now, I think you're, if you're going to sell anybody, it's going to be uh, Ruiz because he's leading the league in stolen bases. Yeah, it's hard to get an outfielder into the all-star game but somebody's got to go i just don't know if you're going to get a guy with a one and five record into the all-star game as a starter uh you got note up there who's still with Noda. you can still say he's got an over 800 ops but we still have a couple weeks to go but i just for jp sears you know i, I don't know if you guys saw the note but it's the first time that we've seen an ace pitcher go at least seven innings in back-to-back starts since cole irvin and that is really good to see because 
I mean, weren't you guys watching that today and you're thinking, oh, he could be out now? No, he's going back yeah. out for another. Then you can think, he'd be, okay, now he could be out. No, they put him back out there. The confidence that you're seeing Mark Kotze having him to allow him to keep going, 106 pitches, seven innings, strikes out eight, only gave up one, you know, a couple flat sweepers, uh, were what did him in today, but for the most part, just to watch J.P. Sears grow as a pitcher and a gutsy performer, it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, you're right, and I was mentioning, you know, over his last eight starts, he's had he has a 2.93 ERA, only nine walks, 42 strikeouts, and 46 innings. Now the home runs have been an issue all year. We know he's not allowed 18, which is tied for third most in baseball. But one thing I heard you and Dave Stewart talk about prior to the game on A's pregame live and then Dallas brought it up on the actual broadcast on NBC Sports California is uh, Stu wants to get rid of the sweeper or talking about the sweeper can you explain that a little more because I know JP Sears loves that pitch and he that's the pitch he up the home run on Josh Bell it was also the pitch that he gave up the triple to straw so mm-hmm. it, it's a pitch that hurt him a lot basically and we've talked about it on Ace Cast Live they, whoever, I don't know, was it Fangraph, StatCast, somebody just created this out of nowhere, calling it a sweeper. And essentially, it's a slider that's flat. It's very horizontal. It doesn't have the vertical break, and it has more of a flat, longer break than your regular slider. They came up with the sweeper. Stu absolutely hates it. He goes, it's just a hanging slider. Um because obviously a slider has a little more vertical tilt to it. Uh, a, a regular curveball has more of a 12-6 vertical break from a right-hander. Left-handers are not as much, but essentially it is a flat slider. Back in my time pitching, we called it a slurve. They've now, and there's another name they've called it. We just can't say it on air it's not appropriate because there is uh, a lady present uh, and there's kids listening so um actually there was a minor league broadcast that actually went with them people went hey you can't do that but essentially it's like a slurve and, and it's a very flat breaking ball that guys have been utilizing especially for like lefties to really bring it in to right-handers on right-handed hitters hands but when you hang it like you saw bell I mean, he absolutely crushed that. And then you saw Straw, who, though, I mean, if there's one guy in this lineup you're saying cannot beat me today, Miles Straw is that guy. Both these guys hit sweepers. So, um, But in the end, if you're going to go out there and you're going to tell me, uh, Jess and Cody, that before this game I'm getting seven innings of two runs, one walk, eight strikeouts from J.P. Sears, we would all take that to the bank. And the data doesn't really lie at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it was really good to see not only Sears continue some of these outings, and you know we get to see him get better as those as those innings go by and through the lineup multiple times, and and it's positives. And we he Cots himself said it's definitely different from the guy that he was back in April. And I, we he, we had him here on the A's Total Access presented by Chevron, where he was talking about introducing his secondary pitches, not only more into his repertoire and his arsenal, but utilizing them more and showing what he's able to do. But I've been insanely impressed with what he's doing. And he said so himself, it's just better to have more run support 
And Tani, what were your thoughts as far as Yaxil Rios coming in during that situation? Because that's tough. AAA this season hasn't seen a major league baseball game since 2021. Dipping in the bullpen, putting him in that situation. What were your thoughts on that call? This is why I love what we do on A's cast. This is why I love the A's radio network. And it's why I love this show, the A's clubhouse show, because you can be brutally honest. It's far different when you do TV. So I can go from whatever we were saying on TV to being brutally honest here. I hated it. I absolutely, I thought it was demoralizing. He pitched to the scouting report. He has an electric arm. He doesn't know where it's going. Uh, there's a reason why the A's were able to get him for cash from the Atlanta Braves. I understand at some point you want to get him into the game. But, guys, you get three outs in this inning. You're heading to the ninth inning. You're down only 2-1. You're one swing away from tying this thing up. You're one leadoff walk from maybe manufacturing a run somewhere and staying in this game. And all you did was bring in a guy who's making his debut, as you said, Jess, hasn't, hasn't been in a while, and it was awful. And mm-hmm. I, I got to think for this clubhouse how deflating this was that you've battled. You've been battling Cleveland. You've been battling this series. You know, you've won seven in a row. Now you've lost seven in a row, but you've played in a ton of close games, and you're out there giving it all you got, and then this guy who's just shown up in your clubhouse gets thrown out there in a scenario that I don't think he should have been thrown out there in, and next thing you know, he just he was terrible. He was terrible. Next thing you know, you look up, and you're down six to one, and you're like, Hey, man, what happened? We're in this game. And then all of a sudden, you're not. That had to be real deflating. I mean, I, I know the record is 19-58, and 58, I, but I just got to think, if it was me being on that team, knowing what happened today, I'm on that plane just shaking my head going, why? We had a shot today. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, somebody felt that this guy needs to finally get into a game. I don't know why it was this scenario he would be brought in. Yeah, I texted you when it happened, and I was telling Jess about it. Like, w- there wasn't a better situation that you could bring him in. I know it's and it's a high leverage situation. You're down two one, and you mentioned perfectly. You have a chance to come up against whoever Cleveland was going to use in the ninth. It was going to be Classe for a third straight day or or whatnot. But I mean, Rios, forty four pitches, only twenty for strikes. He had two wild pitches. It made, me, it made me think of Hogan Harris's debut because remember how I mean Hogan Harris only won a third of an inning, gave up six, walked five, and had a wild pitch, but he bounced back great. So. Who knows if Rios will, but, I mean, I'm with you. you. You you had a rush to get this guy into a game to be the 46th player to appear in a game for the A's this year. Right. It, 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 it Like, it makes no sense. That was against the Hogan Harris. That was against the Mets, right? Yeah, the Mets. Okay, if I'm looking at this correctly, going back into the Bible here, it was game 14 of the season. The A's had given up six runs in the second inning. So, essentially, uh, Caprellian got bombed in this game. The route was already on when you brought Harris in. So, we remember Harris coming in. It was awful. He could throw strikes. He walked. Uh, he got one out and then walked the, the next three batters, then hit a batter, then walked another batter, then double. I mean, it was a disaster. But the game was already at a point to where you're getting beat up. That's not where this game was, right? 
And as a team that's starting to find its competitive mojo, and now you got to go take on a Toronto Blue Jays team who they're probably going to say they've underachieved so far this year. And you're going to have Chris Bassett. I know you guys are going to uh, preview this in just a little bit, but, you know, it'd been nice to get on the plane with a victory heading to Toronto versus you, you battled here for a couple hours and then you just absolutely squandered it by putting a guy in that, why? Why was this the scenario he needed to pitch in? Yeah, that, and we don't have any answers as to what was going on with the bullpen, or else maybe we could have some more clarification. But from what I saw, I don't think that it would have been a situation where they were worried. Because I think Austin Pruitt was warming at one point, so I don't know the specifics there. But we do have Greg from Slow on line six, I believe, and he also wants to talk about Yaxel Rios. Greg, what do you got? What's up, guys? It's Kraken Jets. Cody, what's happening, Townie? Yo. Breaking news. Chris Paul to the Warriors. Yeah, we saw that. And they've, they've found the Titanic vessel, but, you know. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I got to look that one up. Thank you, Jess. I got you. Oh, man. You know, I can't think of a series this year that's pissed me off more. I mean, in, <laughs> in all those games, I, I talked to Townie about this the last couple nights. And then, you know, like you guys have touched on, two to one and you and you bring. You know, to me, Rios is a perfect A's pitcher. He's a 30-year-old journeyman who's played on 25 different teams and he can't throw strikes. He, he's a perfect Oakland A. What, 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 are you, what are you guys complaining about? He fits in perfect in the bullpen. As they said in Moneyball, the movie sounds like an Oakland A already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you're right. This is definitely hard. one of the more frustrating series. And this is stemming, you know, the Letimus Diaz situation yesterday. And of course, Yaxel Rios today. And just this matchup, the A's were coming in, not to mention the fact that they're coming off a relatively strong you know, homestand, we're not going to talk about the Phillies because that's whatever, but I'm right there with you. This just seemed a little bit more frustrating than any of the others because Mark Cotte is always preaching fundamentals with this team, and it feels like those fundamentals have gone out the window, and it feels also like there's one guy each game that is taking on the workload, and that's difficult to hear as well. Well, when it comes to the, the bats, I mean, earlier in the year we were all surprised that Hey, these guys are better hitters than we thought. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. The, the, the way we're seeing the offense now, this this is the A's. I mean, none of these guys have a track record of being quote unquote good hitters. I mean, you could make a case for Diaz, but Diaz is a good hitter because you pop him in a lineup full of all stars in Houston. You know, you pop him in a lineup with, with, with the A's, and the guys can't hit their weight. You're seeing Diaz. He's a he's a he's a one ninety hitter, two two hundred five hitter, whatever he is. You know, so the, the the fact that they hit a little better earlier in the season. It was fool's gold. This is the A's. They don't have any, you know, minus Ruiz. And obviously we like what Noda's doing somewhat besides the strikeouts. But these guys, Loriano never had a track record of, you know, no one thought Ramon Loriano was a good hitter. I mean, he had a little bit of pop. You know, obviously defensively he's, he's, he's very he's stellar. But, but, but there's not a track record of, of, of good, good hitters in this lineup. You know, Rooker? I mean, Rooker was a great story. Like I told Tanya and I, the story's over. I mean, that, the Cinderella story, throw it out the window. So it's not. It shouldn't be a surprise that that offensively we're we're as terrible as we are because there's, there's that's what the track record says. Well, there there are some numbers right now. I mean, it is so alarming 
when you look at what has happened to Brent Rooker, it, it is really alarming. Uh, the fact that, uh, you know, this was supposed to be a year where we were hoping for 30-plus home runs from Seth Brown. Haven't gotten that. Uh, you know, luck, luckily you've had some guys lately stay hot as Ruiz. Unfortunately, Ruiz and Kemp's hitting streaks went away today with Ruiz going 0 for 4 and Kemp going 0 for 2, but both those guys had hitting streaks that were helping you out. But, yeah, I mean, this is a punchless lineup, and that's why it's just to to see that four spot go up in the eighth today uh, with with Yaxel Rios coming in, it's just it's tough to swallow because, you know, both these teams coming into the series haven't been hitting at all. So it gave you a puncher's chance. You had a chance today and didn't deliver. But it's it's going to be – I mean, we're getting to the point to where we're almost at the halfway mark because this was game 76. And you're going to be heading into July, and you're still seeing these numbers, and these numbers are not good. There's going to have to be – if you're not able to flip some of these guys, if we can't play – is, is Flip This House still a show? They just... That's a great show. <laughs> Love that show back in the day. Do they still have Flip This House? They have some similar to that. They have... and they, Actually, it was just Bob Vila's birthday the other day, and they were talking about this old house, too. So, I, I, if we're playing Flip This House, and we're able to flip some of these guys, then that's great. But if you're not... You're going to have, I mean, this can't go on for the rest of the season. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's just, I mean, it could. I don't know how we'll all be able to take it because at some point you're just watching this. It's just like day after day. And that's one of the great things. And Cody, you know this now when you sit there and you watch a game with Dave Stewart. And I know for most fans, you go, ah, Stu the pitcher. But it's Stu. Stu's been a general manager. Stu has been an assistant general manager. Stu has been a pitching coach. So he's seen the game. He's been an agent. So he's seen this game at every level. Next level for him is going to be ownership. But just to watch this with him and to pick his brain going, how's this guy still here and how this guy's still playing? And when you get Stu agreeing with you, that says a lot. So at some point, this can't – what we keep seeing day in and day out, it's, it, it's, it's going to have to – it may not change, but I think for all of us to keep our sanity, we're going to need to see some change. And, and and some of the young guys, I mean, we talked about this, Jess, I think the last time we did this. I mean, Langoliers, how far are you going to allow him to drop? Now he's hitting a buck 99. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Greg, thanks for the call. And actually, we're going to get to more of these calls in a little bit, Mike in Texas actually does want to talk about Langlier, so we'll get to him. And then Joe and Monterey online, too. We'll get to you next as the A's Clubhouse show continues. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The doctor will see you now. But do they really? Do they see you as a mother who's a daughter and a caregiver? Fearless, but sometimes fearful. A health nut with a French fry habit. An O-positive geologist named Patty. 
who's here today for a melanoma exam. At Kaiser Permanente, we believe the only way to care for all of you is by seeing all that is you. Kaiser Permanente, for all that is you. Learn more at kp.org. Which NorCal drivers are enjoying the best of everything these days? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. My Honda Pilot is the perfect family SUV. My Honda CRV is definitely a great choice. Honda was named best overall brand, most refined brand, and best value brand of 2022 by Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. Save now at your NorCal Honda dealer. Based on 2022 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book, visit KBB.com for more information. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. This is Chris Townsend, and it is summertime. You want to look your best, and I can't tell you how excited I am. Commander Cody, we've got our new shipment from Link Soul, all the summer gear. So whether you're playing golf or you're going out for dinner, you're hanging out with your buddies, or you're going to the beach, go see our friends at LinkSoul.com. And right now they have an offer where you can get 20% off. Go to LinkSoul.com. Remember in the big leagues, look good, play good. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. And the pitch is swung on. Hit the right field. Hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head. And over the wall. Do you believe that? You're listening to A's Cast. And the lefty's first pitch is swung on and hit it deep. Hit a ton. Hit way back to left. And that is in the upper deck. Bombs away for Shea Langoliers. My goodness, he hit that ball a long way. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here along with County and the Commander. Mike in Texas on line one, you wanted to talk about Langoliers and Soderstrom. What you got, Mike? Yeah, you know, y'all, you say Tyler, well, we'll start with Shea. You don't need to throw him a strike to get him out. You can start him with a slider off the plate and expand, and he just keeps swinging. He's not even swinging at good strikes. He's not hitting in tough luck. He is just hes terrible right now. And when you say Tyler Soderstrom's not seeing enough pitches, he may not be, but when he's swinging, is he swinging at strikes? And I think it's time for Shea, and I hate to say it, but he needs to go down to Vegas, and he needs to get his strike zone defined because – He's terrible right now. And like I say, I don't need to throw him a strike. And that's it's he's just costing us. Yeah, Cody definitely has your back with that too. He he feels that Langlears needs to get some at bats down in Vegas, Cody. Yeah, I mean, entering entering June, or so far in June, he's nine for fifty six. That's a one sixty one batting average. He's now hitting one ninety nine on the season. He has a 623 OPS, and over his last 10 games, he's hitting .88 with 11 strikeouts. And we know what Soderstrom's doing. He has 15 home runs in Vegas. And even Kyle McCann's having a nice year in Vegas. When I last looked, he had nine home runs, but he also also started 25 games at catcher. So you have two guys that are young in the minor leagues playing. 
Pets are 40 right now. And I think I'm with you, Mike. I think that maybe sending Langoliers down, and I, I you know, Tony and I talked about this a little bit before too. I think it was the last time we did the uh, clubhouse show against the Phillies that, you know, how much longer are you going to let him struggle before you, you, you know, think about sending him down? Yeah, this is, this, this, this to me has nothing to do with anybody but Shea Langoliers. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned. This, this is about what's best for Shane Langoliers. This is not about, and we, we, we all know that Tyler is going to be a big part of this team. Cross your fingers, hopefully for a long, long time. Hopefully he is the next great player, as I've said, maybe the next Jason Giambi for this franchise. But I don't want to talk about anybody else. I just want to talk about Shea Langoliers and what's best for him. Because he is a player that you've made trades and you've said, this guy's the catcher of the future. Because we have all said, if Soderstrom is going to be that good of an offensive player, we don't want him getting beat up behind home plate. And we have said Shea Langoliers is the guy brought over from the Braves as he is the next guy to be the starting catcher for years for the Oakland Athletics, especially once you traded Sean Murphy to the Atlanta Braves. So it's like, I'm not, I, I don't want to talk about anybody. I just want to talk about Langley. How do you fix him? How do you get him back to a guy that looks like he can compete at this level? Because where he is right now, Cody, you just read those numbers. If that's not alarming to the front office, if that's not alarming to Tommy Everidge, if that's not alarming to the coaching staff, I mean, he he is it's beyond not competing. He is struggling. I mean, this is obviously mental. It's physical, but it's mental. It's like there's alarm bells going. Cody, read those numbers again. I mean, listen to the alarm bells here. Yeah, just in June alone, he's nine for his last 56. That's a 161 batting average, one home run, five runs batted in. He's hitting 199 in the season, but his last 10, his batting average is at .88, and he struck out 11 times. How much farther are you going to let him fall, and he's going to lose all his confidence before you realize, okay, maybe we need to send him down? Yeah, he's not competing, and that's something that, you know, happened last year with Christian Pache. And I said the same thing on this show about Pache. Like, I, you know – and once again, that's another guy from the Braves, a part of that trade, uh, in the same trade. You're like, how far are you going to allow this guy to where Pache was clearly coming up to the plate, trying to swing at anything he could make contact with so he wouldn't strike out? Because he's looking so bad, he didn't want to embarrass himself by striking out anymore. So if you threw anything around the plate for his pitch, he was swinging just to ground it. He'd hit it into the ground and try and beat it out. And I understood uh, when you start struggling this much and it becomes about survival, man, you really need to like, okay, what do we need to do what's best for this kid to get him back on track? Now, that's we can give suggestions, but that's all they are. It's, it's the front office. It's the coaching staff. They've got to come together and make some decisions. What's best for Shane Langoliers now and what's best for his future? Because just rolling them out there – and watching him flail away and not competing. As Mike said, you don't even need to throw him a strike. You don't even have to throw anything close to get him out. That is a really bad sign. Yeah, and when it comes to the possibility if he's going to be demoted, is that necessarily a bad thing? Is there a possibility where he 
just says, you know what, this is all part of the process. I need to do this. And it may not be as bad as the term demotion may sound to himself. No, it's about, it's, it's, it's about like hit and reset, right? You know, like when, when something doesn't work, what do we always do? We turn the computer off and we hit it back on or your television or whatever. You, you hit a reset button, you restart. It's kind of like w- what he needs. He's still young. He's still 25 years old. And I, a great example is who's going to go tomorrow night and James Caprellian. James Caprellian has gone down to Vegas not once but twice. And now he's kind of found himself. Well, right now, Shea Langoliers is not finding himself. So if he needs to go down to Vegas and get, get in that light air and play some games in elevation and see some balls go over the wall, hit some balls into the gap, and actually get some confidence back, he needs to find some confidence. But before he finds confidence, he needs to make contact again because he's not even making contact. And we've also talked about defensive run saves-wise. He's not doing well from a standpoint as catching. So not only is he struggling defensively, he's struggling offensively, and maybe the struggles from defense are because of his offense. Whatever it is, something has to be done. Again, the game plan has to change. I agree. So hopefully he gets that figured out. Thanks, Mike, for your call. We have line two, Joe and Monterey. You wanted to talk about Rios and Harris. What do you got, Joe? Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Commander Cody made that comment about the Harris and the, and the Rios, you know, how Harris struggled. But in the, in the game with Harris, the Mets were boat racing us. So, I mean, he didn't come in in a high-leverage situation. He came into a game that, you know, they just they said, get, get us some outs and get us to the finish line. This, this game was within reach. And not like I said, I don't know uh, who was available in the bullpen, but I thought that was a, a, a weird to, to bring him in like that. And you talk about Langoliers struggling at the plate. He wasn't even behind the plate today. He was the designated hitter. I mean, he was the designated yeah. hitter. We didn't have anyone else to put in the DH spot other than Langoliers. And, and I was thinking about that, too. Said, Cody said this, too. You know, go, to, go down to Vegas. Everybody hits in the PCL. Go down there. Uh, rip the ball and, you know, maybe get your mojo back, get your confidence back, you know, start seeing the ball a little bit better. And, you know, flip-flop him and bring up Soderstrom. I think you see teams like the Giants and the Tigers and the Reds bringing up their young players. And uh, we don't we – haven't, we haven't brought anybody up. I mean, we don't have to bring a, a slew of them up, but just to bring up a Geloff or a Lawrence Butler or Soderstrom, I mean, the, se- the season's lost. We're 39 games under 500. And – like uh, Greg said about the beginning of the season, I was thinking more or less that seven-game winning streak was fool's gold because a lot of guys got hot. And, oh, Jay Peterson is doing this and doing that, and Seth Brown is doing this and doing that, and they're back to doing what they were doing before the seven-game streak. And in the seven-game streak, if you want to be honest, two of the games we went two to one. One game we scored seven runs in one inning. The other game we scored four runs in one inning against Tampa Bay. So – there are some games that it looks like we scored a lot of runs, but we didn't really score runs. We scored them like in, in bunches. And, and that's what that's what we're doing now, and we're not even doing it. We're getting a three-run homer, scoring four runs again, a three-run homer. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because it doesn't seem like they want to put a good product on the field. It seems like they're, they're, they're content with running this team out there that is not producing – and leaving the guys that could be our future 
in AAA. I, I don't know. It's frustrating. I say, though, you know, I even tried to change my mojo. I, my friend bought me a Giants hat yesterday. I wore the Giants hat during the A's game and didn't even help. What? I still lost. How dare you? I, I wore that out, Tanny, because they told me they were going to Burn it. You should say, burn that. If you are a real man, if you are an A's fan, you take that hat out right now, throw lighter, lighter fluid on it, and burn it. I, tr- I tried to change my mojo, Tony, and it didn't work, so I won't be wearing it again. I'd throw that thing away right now. Walk right outside your house and throw it in the trash can. Nah, I got too much love for the guys who bought it for me to do that. And it was, those guys have been my brothers for over 30 years working uh, working in law enforcement. I, 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 would, I, w- I would cut it into pieces, and then I'd throw it at them. Nah. They would laugh because they go, when's the last time you wore a Giants hat? I go, when... At my son, at when my son was uh, 12 years old, he played 10, 11, and 12 years old on the Giants. I go, and I had to wear a Giants shirt and hat back then. I go, that was the last time. And that was like uh, pretty close to 20 years ago. I wouldn't even let my son play for the Giants in Little League. I made him get traded to another team. Uh, you know what? The, the, they, they split the, the where we live, they split the, the leagues, and we were in the National League part of town, so we had to be on a National League team. And then uh, the other the other side of town was the American League. We played against the A's. We lost to them in the playoffs. But you know what? It, it's just frustrating. You know, they're not they're not scoring. One ball, one base hit left the in, left the, the infield. Two infield hits and one. Uh, I think it was it uh, Tyler Wade got the only hit that went to the outfield. The other two were infield hits. It's just man, the the bats are just it's just horrible. Yeah, thanks, Anyways, Joe. Appreciate the phone day. call. Have a good day. Thanks, Greg. We also have Tom in San Ramon. Tom, what do you got? All right, hey, everyone. Yeah, I just want to say, uh, Jessica, Cody, you guys sound awesome. Uncle Tony always sound awesome. Yeah, so I'm liking uh, this combo here. Yeah, you know, obviously I'm just ignoring the record this year. You know, I mean – they might lose a. I've, I've come to the fact they may lose 120 games, so I'm okay with that. It's almost like kind of spring training, and I care more about how the players are looking and how they're developing than even wins or losses. Um, I guess I will say this: despite the record being you know worse than last year, I'm actually enjoying the season a lot more because at least we're seeing players emerge that you know could be part of a core. Right, so I enjoy watching Ruiz and Noda and Rooker, Seth Brown, of course, and everyone. I agree, it might be good to send Langoliers down and get Soderstrom some reps up here. I think they're both part of the future core. And I, I feel like even this off season, obviously, you know, let's say you add a couple of veteran bullpen guys, maybe add a second baseman, a third baseman. They actually could be not terrible next year with maybe four or five key veteran guys just to kind of mentor the young, the young players and kind of help them in their development. So at least I see pieces, which is nice, which, you know, which I couldn't say last year. Yeah, and Tom, I'm glad you're taking the positive road. You're definitely a Johnny Dosco vibe right now. We need it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's good to hear. And I feel like there's a lot of negative stuff, and we understand that. But when it comes to the future, County's mentioned it in Soderstrom. Cody's always paying attention to the other prospects going on. And we know the veterans were brought 
on to make an impact and they're not quite doing what they should be doing. So it's good to see some of those positives being picked out. So I appreciate you for doing that, Tom. Yeah, and, and real quick, too, you know, I wouldn't be as positive if the starting pitching was hopeless. I remember the mid-90s, you know, like the Todd Van Poppel, Bobby Chouinard, Carlos Reyes kind of teams. And those were hopeless teams. And, you know, I see that, you know, we have Caprillion, Sears, Hogan Harris, obviously Mason Miller coming back next year. So I feel like bullpen guys, you know, you can stock a bullpen. Um, and I am bullish on these young uh, rotation pieces. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not as doom and gloom as I could be. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom, for your call. We're going to say goodbye to Townie, and then we're going to take a break. We're going to finish up A's Clubhouse as the show continues. Like sports, business is about winning. Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. If you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see our friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. I can't wait for what's next. Even with higher stroke risk due to atrial fibrillation and a regular heartbeat not caused by a heart valve problem, Eliquis of Pixaban tablets reduces stroke risk. It's the number one cardiologist prescribed blood thinner. Don't stop taking prescription Eliquis without talking to your doctor as this may increase your risk of stroke. Eliquis can cause serious and in rare cases fatal bleeding. Don't take Eliquis if you have an artificial heart valve, abnormal bleeding, or have antiphospholipid syndrome. While taking, you may bruise more easily or take longer for bleeding to stop. A spinal injection while on Eliquis increases risk of blood clots, which may cause paralysis, the inability to move. Get medical help right away for unexpected bleeding or unusual bruising, or if you have tingling, numbness, or muscle weakness. It may increase your bleeding risk if you take medicines such as aspirin products, NSAIDs, SSRIs, SNRIs, and blood thinners. Tell your doctor about all planned medical or dental procedures. Learn more at Eliquis.com or call 1-855-ELIQUIS. Is convenience a state of mind or a real thing? At Extra Mile, it's a real thing, and it's in everything they do. The stores are spacious, organized, clean, and well-lit, so you can get in quickly, get what you need, and keep going. It's just what you'd expect from a place serving up the hot and fresh food and snacks you love. So treat you right, and check out Extra Mile's fresh take on the convenience store experience. Extra Mile convenience stores at select Chevron and Texaco locations. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. 
Looking for a ride that's ecological and economical? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Gas mileage is great in Honda cars. I feel like I can still go long distances without having to pay a fortune each time I go fill up my gas. So I do use the Honda as my commuter car, and it's really great because I only have to fill up once a week. From Accord and CRV hybrids to Civic and HRV, there's a fuel-efficient Honda that's right for you. See your NorCal Honda dealer now. For details, ask anyone who owns a Honda or visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. We're almost halfway through baseball season, and there's no better time to build your collection of Topps trading cards. Topps packs feature everything from top stars, rookies, game-used memorabilia, and autographs from players around the league, as well as special inserts and surprises. Visit your local hobby shop, retailers, and Topps.com to collect the newest product of the season, Topps Series 2 Baseball. Follow at Topps on social media to join the conversation and start sharing your collection today. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new place. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Cody Lyce and Jessica Kleinschman here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Chris Townsend is is gone, and if you if anyone noticed, I was a little quiet during the last segment, and it's because of something Townie said that just blew me away. He mentioned his uh, son that doesn't exist, that he traded away off the Giants Little League team. Tony doesn't have a son, so I was a little blown away when I heard that, and it just <laughs> took my breath away for that entire segment that he <laughs> mentioned a hypothetical imaginary child. So that's why I was silent that last segment. But anyway, let's take a look at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Right now in San Francisco, the Giants in their 10-game winning streak in jeopardy. They're down 7 nothing at the end of the fourth inning. Uh, Royals and Yank, or sorry, Arizona took down Washington 5-3. If no one saw it, Davey Martinez had one of the most epic meltdowns by a manager ever on a, on a call. Uh, I saw it. Call. Yeah, it was and awesome. Everybody heard it because nobody was in attendance. So hot mic is hotter when there's nobody in attendance. He got, I loved when he, cr- he got that on the ground behind home plate. If you haven't seen it, it's all over Twitter. Check it out. Uh, the Braves take down the Phillies 5-1 Atlanta playing really good baseball and they're playing their their next game starting tomorrow against the Cincinnati Reds who won 11 in a row mm. and the twins took down Boston 6-6 the twins are now 500 at 38 and 38 Byron Buxton hit multiple home runs on over 460 feet he's the first player in the history of the stat cast era to do that in the game the Royals and Rays will get going at 340 and the Yankees and Mariners will get going at 405 from New York remember the Yankees are here next week to play the A's or yeah here for us as the A's are heading to Toronto to play the Blue Jays starting tomorrow. Yeah, my best friend is in town because she married a Yankees fan, and so I only see her when the Yankees are in town. Well, sorry to hear that. 
Uh, my big thing before we get to, to ask, to, can we get before we get to what's on deck with you, Jess? Uh, I just hope Johnny remembers his passport for Toronto. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, I may or may not have it on good authority that he makes sure everybody around him knows his passwords and stuff, just in case. I know it's a security thing, but when it's Johnny Dosco, you just gotta you gotta give him a little help. I have a feeling his <sighs> password's like password one two three or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, or it's just lowercase like, uh, p, lowercase. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, no at symbols or anything like that, like people using passwords now. One hundred percent. Um, on that note, make sure you guys are constantly updating your passwords. It's sketchy out there. Now it's time to see what's on deck, presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. AceCast Live will start tomorrow at 1 p.m. You can listen at athletics.com slash AceCast. You can watch at youtube.com slash athletics and on Twitter at athleticscast24. Make sure you give us a follow. And at 3.25 p.m. Ace Total Access Live will begin with Johnny Dosco, another edition of greatest a Oakland A's playoff games with Vince Catronio and A's manager Mark Kotze will join Johnny Dosco. Love when those two get together. It'll be James Caprillion against former A's pitcher Chris Bassett as the A's open the series in Toronto against the Blue Jays. 407 Pacific time for first pitch for you guys over here on the West Coast. We'll say goodbye for now as the A's fall to the Guardians 6-1 to Fortunately, they get swept once again for Cody Elias. This is Jessica Kleinschmidt, and we'll see you at the ballpark. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.